welcome to another edition of the Lost Horror Podcast. <clears throat> Joining me, as usual, to talk about uh, three-hour epics, <laughs> uh, Eric Sayor. Yeah, yeah, that movie was felt longer than three hours, if I have to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, yeah. We, we get to do this twice in one year. Uh, talk about a, a, a very long Zack Snyder movie, uh, so that's fun. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, seeing as you've seen it more recently than I have, what are what are some of the spiciest takes that you have <laughs> about the movie? Um, I like the other long movie that we watched more. That's my spiciest take. <laughs> I don't know if that's a spicy take. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, I feel, I think this movie is fine, but also I think every one of these actors is like. Um, mm. almost someone better. <laughs> like they're trying. <laughs> like they definitely had people in mind, and they casted just like someone that kind of looks like them. And <laughs> you, you know what? Yeah, there are a couple of cases. Some of these, I think, were the some of them were the people in mind. But I, I see what you mean. In a couple of cases, like you can tell that they wanted a, a Mackenzie Davis for one of the roles, and they just got a girl who kind of looks like Mackenzie Davis. And, and so on and so forth for for a few of these. Um, yeah, I, just very vague memory of this movie, which I'm sad to say I've forgotten a lot of it. Um, what stands out is it's basically a remake of Aliens, which is not a hot take. A lot of people came to this conclusion, um, but it's all I can think of when I try to remember this movie <laughs> um, is the degree to which it is just Aliens again. Um, which is fine. If there's a movie you're just gonna like full sale copy, Aliens is a pretty good movie to do it with. Um Yeah, but I have a hard time like really remembering it outside of maybe the performances. Um and then yeah. the trademark style of a Zack Snyder movie. Um Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff that really stands out. I also the Tig Nataro replacement stuff is very impressive. Um, that's something I'll, I'll give them. Um, if I, if I didn't know about the story, I don't think I would have noticed, uh, all that stuff going on there. Yeah. Frog is Dalia. Who cares? Who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, I, I, I feel like, um, from the beginning, you know, immediately what kind of movie you're watching, uh, <laughs> that intro credit sequence is i think maybe like the best part of the movie but also like kind of very indicative of like what you're in for mm -hmm. because it goes on for like two times too long like for sure and yeah. uh the music in it um the music in this whole movie is completely uh <laughs> is completely off the wall like it's like so on the nose, but like you almost don't believe it. <laughs> um, yes, there's a dreamlike quality. Um, yeah. yeah, it's this is gonna this is gonna be a real stretch. The closest thing I can think of to this is the way David Lynch uses music, but the bad version of that, if that if that makes sense. Um, but that's the only. That's the only other artist or person I can think of who like 
picks things that are very on the nose, but like I would say his music taste is a bit broader and more interesting. So it it can feel on the nose, but it can still feel interesting. Um and this is just uh like you said, out of this world. It feels like you are in a dream. Maybe that's where I'm getting my David yeah. Lynch comparison from is, is the dreamlike quality of the music choices. <laughs> The, like the 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 last intense like emotional climax movie is set to an acoustic version of the cranberries song mm-hmm. zombie and it's very bad and i mean i don't know if that bad but it's, it's like it's like it's like bad but funny like it, i definitely laughed like unbelievably at yeah. that point and that's like the only time i laughed watching this movie because it, it has jokes but it's not really funny yeah it um no it it, it it's not very funny at all um for, like for uh for a movie with a like a light-hearted tone about zombies uh there's i guess there's one like comedy bit with like zombies be the way zombies are killed but the whole way through mm-hmm. it's it's like it's ridiculous because it's shot like a Zack Snyder movie with like super yeah. slow motions and you see like the bullet cases coming out of the guns and stuff like that and all in slow motion and Dave Batista is basically wrestling with zombies. Um right. and it's it's kinda ridiculous, but there's very little like um, kind of slapstick, except that one time that they they put one zombie to through the death trap for the safe. Yes. So this is like a kind of a, yeah, like you said, an aliens movie. If you haven't seen it, it's like they Dave Batista is recruited to recruit a team. Uh, they're supposed to like go into Las Vegas, who who has been like um, who's become basically a zombie land, uh, surrounded by like walls, so zombies don't escape. Uh, yeah. And so Dave Batista recruits their, their team, tries to go into a casino safe to get the money, but actually what they're going for is like a, a, some like a zombie DNA. Uh, right. They're, they're, yeah. They have like they have the the company guy with them who is there for the zombie DNA. Basically the same thing as aliens, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like plot beat plot beat for plot beat. It even has the same dumb twist where he's gonna screw them all over, but it doesn't really make as much sense. Um other people have pointed out that they didn't need to be there at all, really. Like the heist didn't really matter. Um and yeah, there's there's lots of stuff there. Um None of that really interested me in terms of like a topic, um, because I think you said something earlier. We kind of knew what to expect. I wasn't really planning to be blown away by plot in this movie. Um, and this is where I guess if I'm going to like start doing really hard criticism, I-, I really expected better in like action sequences and um uh, you know, and just the bigger moments, the you know, all that stuff that I, even in movies that I think are bad that Zach has done, I always there's a certain level of quality that I expect them to have that is not really present in most of this movie for me. There are a couple of moments that stand out. Um, I, I really like like the the king zombie character um, and action stuff revolving around him. 
but a lot of it just did not play for me. Um, and it's it, again it, the it, stuff that I want uh, from Z- a Zack Snyder movie. So I don't think if you'll agree with me, but my feeling is that um, Zack Snyder is not good at shooting gun action. Like, Fair. it's he's so much better at like physical stuff. I like all his yeah. previous movies. I, I haven't seen uh, his uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, yeah, his Dawn. Well, that's the thing. His Dawn of the Dead stuff is so kinetic. Um, and I would say that the gun stuff, it's almost more John Wick ish. Um, and another movie that I don't love, um, is uh that uh, I'm forgetting the movie Sucker Punch. Um, not a great movie, but the gun stuff in there is done really well. But outside of those two examples, I can't think of a time where I've enjoyed like a, a shootout in a Zack Snyder movie. I agree. Like it's it, the more physical, uh, you know, fist for fist type stuff. That's more interesting um, because of the way that he shoots it. There's this real sense of uh, weight to hits and punches and the like operatic nature of uh, 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 fight sequences when he's doing them. Um, It makes it really stand out. And he is good at not hiding punches and hits in his movies, um, which is something that as much as I love him, the Marvel movies do all the time and constantly. Uh, They'll just hide punches with cuts um, because they have to cut around a stunt person. Um, and what I really enjoy enjoy about a Zach movie is you see uh, an actor that you know really punching somebody or really getting hit. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the entire thing is going to be in slow motion. It's easier to have the actual actor do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is why like stuff like uh, his Justice League movies and even something like Mortal, which is not great, but Mm-hmm. That's that's him, right? Um, that's it's definitely going for the same style. Yeah. That's um the director of the fall. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Right, I'm yeah. mixing up just because Henry Cavill in is that movie. That's my distinction. Yes. <laughs> but like, uh, him like shooting basically gods fighting each other, where like mm-hmm. you don't need them to see each other, see them punching each other twenty times. You only see, need to see like one very intense punch. Is like. Kind of perfect for his style of movies, um, whereas guns, it's less. I don't know. There's there's a limited amount of. I was talking earlier about like <laughs> seeing bullet cases fly out of the gun. There's a limited amount of that being fun to watch, uh, sure. especially in a movie yeah. that f- feels like it goes on for like three and a half hours, <laughs> but even if it's like right. two and a half or something. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely f- it, it it made the movie it made it feel kind of unnecessary right. uh, in a way. I don't think I felt watching something like Justice League or uh, Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman. Yeah, and there's again, there's a lack of irony when Zach shows you just minutes of people shooting bullets. Um, whereas to go back to a, a movie that he didn't direct, uh, Predator, um, and John McTiernan, like there's a sense of irony and comedy about the shooting into the forest sequence um, and how long they just shoot into the forest with machine guns. 
and none of that irony is there in this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's really trying to be cool, like yes, uh, yes, and, exactly. They, and yeah. uh, and Predator knows it's dumb, so it doesn't have to try to be cool. So that, yeah. that, that that's the comparison there. Um, and the other thing is there, like a, a good ensemble movies has a lot of characterization for everyone, and you get to see a lot of yeah. everyone. But this has it feels definitely it feels like it has. Too much and too many characters that are kind of mm-hmm. wasted. Um, even though right. I really like um, their their introductions a lot, I think that part is done well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the setup of this movie is really good. The opening sequence of like basically the zombie king escaping uh, mm-hmm. of a, um, through an accident on a highway. And then basically Vega, then the uh, the intro, the opening credits, and after that yeah. the the introduction of every character when Batista goes to recruit them. I think all that's done pretty well, um, especially co- comparing to something uh, another movie we talked recently about, um, uh, Kong Skull No, not Godzilla versus Kong. Right, that movie has yeah. a bunch of characters, but a lot of them are like nothing and in this movie a lot of the even the nothing characters are kind of funny like that uh that's youtube right. guy who just goes on youtube and kills people and <laughs> yes and he's, like he's one of my favorite characters yeah that helicopter woman who just hates her life and just like <laughs> uh <laughs> it's 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 it, there's like they feel kind of memorable um mm-hmm. for especially for like actors i've never like i don't recognize from anything even if i have seen them in something prior right yeah i i totally agree i i don't i didn't know them from anything but they're they enter the movie hot and and they never cool down uh i would say like they just uh they they leave a mark very quickly um yeah Um, i really like them i really like the omari hardwick character but i i feel like he's a good example of a character who kind of like you said i really like their introductions but a lot of times it just doesn't pay off um in, in an interesting way like the omari hardwick character his thing is that he has uh his saw that's his that's his special weapon and i feel like he barely ever uses the saw that is <laughs> that is his thing um that's kind that of funny, almost, to be honest I, I like yeah. I like him because I like his reaction with the his relationship with the Dieter Dieter yeah. character a lot the safe cracking one yes uh, who's also getting a spin off prequel movie um, yeah he's directing year, a... <laughs> he's directing himself in a spin off movie a spin off heist movie uh, about himself um, him cracking safe uh, I think that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very into that. I guess he's he's made a lot of German movies, which I didn't realize yeah. until somebody pointed it out to me. So I'm very curious to see what that movie will be like. <laughs> um, but he's yeah, he's really interesting. And he that's the thing they have like these moments where you have these pairings that are really interesting that I really like. Uh, the uh, the Batista character and the uh, Anna de la Guerrera, uh character. Um, that's the actress, but I don't remember her character name. Uh, their their interaction and their like um, 
we we could have been romance stuff again it's it's an interesting start um I yeah, just, it, uh, it, it, felt, yeah. it feels kind of unnecessary to be honest. To have yeah. it. but it's it's such a zombie movie trope. Like this movie is not afraid of being like I think every single zombie trope in it, or the, the, mm-hmm. the that scene where she admits that she wants to build a life to get she wants to start something with him. Uh, that what they could have been, and then immediately after gets killed by like her head being twisted in the opposite direction. So she sees Batista and they look each other in the eye in their last moment. It's 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 like incredibly dumb, but it's it's of course it feels like so such on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this movie feels kind of tongue in cheek because it's like it's not possible to be that. To, to take itself so seriously, but it's um, like the the story and the the the, the these ideas I think are are like uh, all these tropes. I think that's like kind of mm-hmm. um, that's that's I I kind of like that. I kind of like that. There's so much of that uh, because if it was just a little bit less, it will feel like it's like okay, why are you doing this again? But if it's everything, then you right. you don't feel as as uh, yeah, That's yeah, because it's part of a, because if it's part of a whole and like, it yeah. feels like, um, because it feels like it's so closely following like a like a screenwriting handbook, <laughs> um, it almost feels, it it's better that way. Um, you know, like the fact that the daughter storyline is, I feel like it's every daughter storyline in every movie jammed into one, um. Uh, yeah, you imagine that. like she that she's the only one that's gonna survive, right? <laughs> when she exactly. goes in with them, like that's what's gonna happen. It's it's like he's gonna yeah. get bitten, everyone's gonna get bitten. Um, oh, it's a fun movie. I kind of like mm. it as a Netflix thing. I kind of right. Often with like big action movies, I I think it would have been better in theaters. I don't think I would have enjoyed this more in theaters. Uh, it's kind of a good, good like maybe if you you're cooking and you want to watch something at the same sure. time or something like that. It's it's like a lot of these big Netflix action movies definitely feel like movies kind of designed to be put in the background while you're doing something else. And I don't think mm-hmm. this is necessarily a bad thing, but um, mm-hmm. it's it it is what it is. Yeah. Like it, it's like. The format, the format mm-hmm. of it all, means that that's the way that it's gonna be consumed. And if it's it's something that's really aimed at the widest number possible, I think like seventy-two million people watch this movie. That would, in the tiers, that would have been a box office of like eight hundred million, one billion, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably, but it I, would I never have, been, so. and it would never have been watched that many times in theaters. Um, no, I so. no, I, yeah, I, I couldn't see that. Um, yeah, I, I could see it being one of those movies, like a lot of Zach movies have been, where it gets like a huge opening night, um, and the, every weekend after that is kind of a letdown. Um, I could definitely see it being one of those movies where you're in like a packed theater the Thursday that it comes out, and then it's just diminishing returns from then on. Um, that's the kind of that's just the feeling that I got from it. Um, but I'm not surprised that it ha- has done fairly well on streaming. 
Um, yeah. And like, I, I will give him the credit of the world design is kind of interesting. Um, I know that he's worked on this, a lot of this stuff for years. Uh, the previously talked about in another episode, uh, daughter that he had, uh, they worked on this closely together. Uh, and that's part of why this was the first thing that came out uh, after his split with Warners. So uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff is really interesting. There's, I guess if you check in the background, you can see like UFOs. So there's, there's all kinds of like lore stuff. He's really good at filling a frame and putting a lot of information in there. So that's, that's good. Um, that's a yeah. moment where he he played to his strengths and stuff like that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of lore in there, and even like I mentioned before, the the um, uh, the character that's like basically a YouTuber. That, that's the world building, or there's a lot of world building, and it's mm -hmm. uh, very subtle, and it's not like in your face. And I kind of like that a lot. I kind of like that. It's like. Mm -hmm. the, the, the US government basically has a zombie <laughs> that's occurring right. from Era 51 <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's, it's yeah, it, like... I, I, I I like that there's there's definitely stuff there to that could be explored mm -hmm. in like that prequel there's an anime series coming also apparently uh, yeah I don't know I it it has like a lot of um, there's definitely a lot of capital L lore in there, and I kind of like yeah. that in the movie like this, um, when when it's not just like, oh, I guess mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, it's not just limited to just what you're seeing on screen, mm -hmm. and it's and also right. not in your face. There's no real exposition about any of that. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's good. Um, overall, yeah, fun watch, but nothing <laughs> more there. Yeah, he, um, I like that he assumes that you can figure it out if you don't know. Like, he, he just lets it be, you know. Um, he doesn't explain the, the, the robot baby <laughs> or whatever or any of that stuff. He just lets you put it together for yourself. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, the zombie tiger was, uh, scary, which, uh, you know. That's that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it um, was really well made. Actually, I really like that. I like yeah. just like the king zombie on a horse. The like, yeah, he has his queen. The the first the immediate first scene of like, um, I cannot remember that character name going in and sacrificing the rapist guy. Uh, mm -hmm. That's really <laughs> that's really good. Um, no, but just a lore of like, okay, we make we, right. we're going into the city. We have to like make a trade. This is how that works. It's it's uh yeah yeah. I really like the coyote character as they uh, as they call her uh, Lily. Um, she's really again. Yeah. All the characters are interesting. I just feel like we don't get enough time with any of them. Um, yeah, yeah. That's often the uh, issue with stuff like that. Um, it's, it's. I feel like every time we talk about an ensemble, uh, it's like, oh, I wish I had more, more character with like characters like this that definitely have like their particularities, and we get the glimpse of them and their story. It's like, yeah. oh, maybe that's a more interesting character to make a movie around. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if yeah. that heist movie works, we'll get other movies in this universe. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, yeah. 
Theo Rossi does not get his own movie though, uh, which is good. Uh, the, the rapist character that you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. And I, again, I really like that they just like just give him to the zombies. <laughs> just just give him up. <laughs> Who yeah. cares? He vlogs to them it, now. It, like the, um, the ha- having him be brought back as a zombie later yeah. feels so useless. I don't know. That's like. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. It, there's. I think there's a bit. Try the movie is trying to have a bit too much story for me. I think that's that's my problem with it. It's like, yeah, too much stuff fit in there. Uh, whereas you need more character mm-hmm. and less things. Right? That's my. That's I think. What what I made this movie better, but yeah, again, it's a movie yeah. that's very much is what it is, and it's like. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like it for that. Um, I think we can transition to another movie sure. we both watched, more recent, that's also an ensemble cast, but I don't think we could give the criticism that we needed more of these characters because we got so much and it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah, we get... They are instantly, like, understandable characters. You you really don't need more time with them. Um the, we're we're back to Soderbergh land, by the way. Just yeah. for anybody who's yeah. uh, <laughs> speaking uh, no, about a no sudden move, uh, yeah. Soderbergh's most recent movie that's on uh, um, HBO Max right. in the US, Crave in Canada, yeah. luckily, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, re a movie I really liked. Uh, I don't know how you felt about it, but it's like. Um, Having gone to Soderberghland recently and mm-hmm. mostly liking a lot of his recent movies, uh, this this is really good. Yeah, I, I, I think that I really dug this. Um, <laughs> I I liked the the tone. It very much, um, it, it felt right after the movies we had watched recently. Um, it's it what it what it reminded me of the most though is like old school uh noir movies um which i don't think we've covered any like good examples here i'm not sure um but like a a 1940s post-world war ii movie is what this feels like um but it has don Cheadle and benicio del toro um and they are very much like those old school noir characters um and they play with that a lot, but it has more of the humor that you get out of Soderbergh movies um, often. Uh, and just this fantastic ensemble cast. Uh, every character is cast to be exactly who they should be, um, but you still get a few surprises in here. Um, and characters not playing the exact type that you expect, um, which I really enjoyed. Um yeah, it's just a. I, I was very uh, uh, taken in by this movie. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely thought it would have like a more serious tone from watching the trailer, but it's really mm-hmm. it it feels kind of um, um, comparable to uh, something like Logan Lucky, maybe uh, sure. maybe a bit more serious than that. Maybe um, also, what's the his basketball movie? Um, oh, uh, high flying bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. also like that. Like it's yeah. it's very. There, there's a lot of like. Fast talking, a lot of like good lines, but it's not too serious. It's it's a black comedy for sh- like. Uh, 
yeah. uh, for sure in its tone. Um, it uh, and the cast, like we said, and is is pretty much perfect. I think there's so much there and so much in the characters, and it, there's um, and it's in a movie that is all about like everyone double crossing everyone and like who do you put your trust in and what's your end goal um it's so important to have like good characterization for it to feel to to work as a story and it i think overall it really mm-hmm. does um we get some amazing brendan fraser in this movie <laughs> who yes. is very large and imposing brendan fraser who plays like the goes from the like cool criminal to the like angry terrifying big man uh Mm -hmm. very fast Um, yeah and like it's a lot of like two-sidedness of these characters like Mm -hmm. don chido is the best in i've seen him in a while i think because i don't know if i don't i don't feel like i've seen a lot of his recent work but he's uh, except right. like the Marvel stuff, but he's like yeah. really incredible as the lead of this movie. Uh, yeah, or if you're if you're like me, you've seen the first hour of Space Jam too, just the first hour. I'll let people infer what that means uh, for themselves. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he's in that film as well. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of his other more serious stuff. Um, I, don't, I feel like he doesn't work a lot. Um, but I I really think he. He he shows up in this movie. Uh, I, I think, he, uh, he, yeah, I think a lot of it is that he has this sh- this uh, Showtime show like Black Monday, where he's the main character. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of television and in movies. He's mostly doing the the um, the Marvel stuff. Yeah, the um, Colonel Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emmy uh, nominated uh, Colonel Rhodes. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, really... I, I think, yeah, I think like this is his only not Marvel movie since in a while. Yeah. Since like two thousand fifteen. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, but it's a it's a I it's a really great one to, <laughs> to put out there. Um, because I don't know what it is about the character. I don't know if it's just the accent or no it's it's everything about this character it's everything about him it's this like um the attitude that he has about his job um uh, is really interesting to me and i think um him and benicio as a pair is just really interesting and again it it goes back to um previously when we did um uh drug movie that i'm somehow forgetting traffic. the name of uh, yes uh yeah when we did when we did traffic um like they're both such dynamic performers and characters um in that movie and putting them together in this movie and giving them characters that i would say are just as interesting and they give a lot of the depth to who these people are um i i think it's just a really smart choice um yeah, yeah. Yeah, great uh, casting all over the place. So, so if you haven't seen No Sudden Move, it's mm. um, 
it's basically kind of introduced as a heist movie where three men are hired um, to get a car executive to steal uh, what we learn late, later are like um, uh, a catalytic uh, converter uh, mm -hmm. plans um, of the safe of his boss. Like they're hired to like um, take his family hostage while the man is sent to, to steal those plans. And mm -hmm. Uh, it's set into the in the fifties Detroit, and uh, they're basically double crossed and <laughs> try try to double cross their double crosser um, in a way in in the situation where um, every car executive in town is either trying to get those plans. Or trying to make sure that they're 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 hidden forever, so that mm -hmm. uh, they don't have to change their production model. It, right. It's like yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah, it's a movie that's set like on what feels like the eve of like big changes, both mm -hmm. in technology, both in uh, also in right. um, uh, racial. Uh, injustice and uh, mm. the movement for against racial injustice. Uh, there's a lot of racial tension in this movie. Um, Don yeah. Cheadle being the only the one black character hired with two other white characters. Um, there's a lot of strong imagery with that, uh, with the white mask they're wearing while doing the heist. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really good crime movie um yeah. not uh, not a heist movie like i imagine it being but uh still like one yeah a movie where uh you see people you enjoy watching trying to double cross people you don't enjoy watching on screen uh and that means uh going from starting at the bottom from like uh mafia bosses and going all the way up to like uh like high places, uh, Ford executives played by uncredited Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yes. really good. It's uh, it's like and all that all that's done just really well. It has like this perfect vibe of that era. Uh, like you mentioned, you really get the feeling of those uh, those those fifties noir. I don't yeah. think we've like. I think maybe the only one we've talked about was like Notorious when we talked uh, Hitchcock, but that's that's very very yeah. I think I think we definitely should go back and talk about more noir. But yeah, it it's it's great. I really um I really like the tone. I really like the characters. Um, yeah. This the the script. It took it took a while to understand what this movie was about. To be honest, for me, yeah. Um, but when it like when you get that scene, uh, with when they're face to face with Mad Demon and he like kind of <laughs> uh, says it out loud, like we're, we come from different castes and you want to get the system, but what we want uh, is to keep the things the way they are and continue to make our money. And if we have to pay you a little bit of pocket change for that, then that's what we'll do. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it's um, 
the movie says a lot with very little um <laughs> but uh you know there's a very clear message there and things being said about how things haven't really changed all that much um from the time that the movie takes place um but i i like that it's so it still feels so set in the period of time that the movie takes place. The the Matt Damon character is so set in this like fifties, you know, view on what it means to be high class and to be, um, you know, like the American version of monarchy or, or aristocracy. Um, and how that was like part of, uh, how, how that was part of how the wealthy saw themselves and to some degree still see themselves. Um, uh, and I, but I really like the way in which that all plays out and his, he, he comes in and he instantly just becomes the solidified version of that character. It feels like, you know, it could have been a movie where we were constantly cutting back to him and setting up information for his character, but something about the way that he controls that scene for most of it, even though I think he's at gunpoint, I can't actually remember for sure. Um, he still feels like he's the one who's managing things and that he's the one who decides how things are going to go. Um, and there's something about that. And Matt Damon's really good at that, by the way, he's really good at just showing up for like a moment <laughs> and taking over the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and he does that spectacularly in this one. Yeah, and sometimes it feels unnecessary, like in Interstellar, but yes. uh, but mostly appreciated as uh, in any role, um, in any of these roles, uh, I agree. Uh, and yeah. I don't know why he's always uncredited, because I guess the surprise <laughs> is that it's mad that he's in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I, I guess the assumption is that if you put him in the credits, people will assume he's a lead. Um, I, I I suppose I, that's the best I can come up yeah. with. Um, um, you know, I do like the surprise of it, even if I don't like the total usage. And again, in the movie you said Interstellar, I liked I liked that moment of that's fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing is, here? Is that him? And Google it, and it's oh, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it, I think that was either before or after The Martian. I can't remember. Um, but it was very, it was a very strange experience um, seeing him play like the dark version of his Martian character. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, and uh, I, I, I do like that the moral. I mean, the moral of this movie, like you said, is not is like like you, you mentioned specifically things don't change. And yeah. crime doesn't really pay, except when that crime is capitalism. And in that case, right. he got back his money plus interest. Uh, yeah, that's how that movie ends because the detective is doing mm -hmm. all the work for an eighty-eight dollar bottle of whiskey. Right. Basically. I mean, yeah, like a one of my favorite things that is very noir is. The Julia Fox character, she doesn't get arrested or shot by the cop. She just gets the money taken from her. Yeah. That that that's her that's her end there. It's not murder. It's you were part of the stealing, so no money for you. And also the money that you put in is now we're taking it. Um and I yeah, like all of that is just feels very classic noir to me. Um 
yeah all, all the again like we said the whole cast is great i love the usage of julia fox and amy simons in their respective roles um Again, Amy Simons perfectly plays like this 50s housewife who clearly has a little bit more to her. and um, But she's not allowed to be <laughs> more than what she is. Uh, and just, yeah, there's so much in very small um, uh, fragments of these characters uh, that only show up for a couple minutes, but you really get a sense for who they are. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. There, there's uh, so much characterization there, and um, like we mentioned at the top, it's really, I think it's what kind of makes this movie. Um, I do want to ask how you felt about how it's shot, because this movie is entirely shot in a fisheye lens, and mm. uh, it's really weird at times, but I kind of like it. Um, what did you think? It, it didn't really bother me um it i mean it I, I didn't realize that that was what was going on i think it i think it worked for what the movie was uh for what the movie was doing um uh it just it, it felt right uh it was never distracting i guess i should say um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting because yeah. when this the, the scenes are still when the movie is still you don't really notice it, but as soon as people mm -hmm. are walking and the camera is moving, you immediately see like the edges being kind of mm -hmm. blurred. Um, I I think I heard someone commenting that it's kind of feels like in a movie that's all about cars, it feels like you're watching it being projected on a car, uh, oh. on a, like a fifth one of those fifties car. I kind of like right, yeah, that yeah, explanation, yeah. but I what I, I like the most, I think, is like the movie is called like No Sudden Move, and like mm -hmm. when the movie is in movement, it feels very like weird and kind of um, mm -hmm. aggressive in its in its camera style, and when it's still, it's like uh, it feels like you're almost watching something normal but not quite. Um, mm -hmm. I like that. I like I like his recent kind of obsessiveness with <laughs> uh, Soderbergh's recent obsessiveness with like digital filmmaking and um, yeah, how the movies yeah, are like... sh his movies are shot. Like he's he's basically doing the cinematography of his movies. He's doing the editing as well at this point. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. He's he's gotten really into the weeds of. I guess giving digital filmmaking its own its own separate development, like really trying to be specific to the constraints of digital. Um, and I like the the experimentation uh, going on there, and I, I always I always appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah. agreed. Um, yeah, I think. Uh... I think that's. Yeah, I think there's probably movie. more to talk about in this movie, but um, yeah. I kind of, I, <laughs> I, I kind of need to think. I feel like this is a movie I need to think about it more. I just watched it today, yeah. and it's not like Army oh, of the okay. Dead where I like kind of had my mind set to it. Uh, when I was watching, this feels like it needs more mm -hmm. thinking. Um, I do love it's. It's like. Um, it's general aesthetic and style, and I think it's pretty well done overall. Um, 
I think Benicio del Toro also is. We talked a lot about Chido, but he's also amazing in his role. But yeah, he he's amazing, but he plays Benicio del Toro in a way like he <laughs> has. But he's like one of those actors that has like so much presence, yeah. almost as themselves that it's 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 hard to want him to be more. Maybe it's because also we just watched Traffic, where he plays right. a kind of similar character in that movie. Yeah, he he definitely. There's a Benicio del Toro type, certainly. Um, and yeah, there's a. I think that there is that sort of baseline, but I think he does a lot with his like, with his reactions. I feel like he he's always going big with his reactions, even even in roles where he is meant to be a little bit small. Like he he really uses his eyes and his expressions. Um, and I like the way that he, the way that that, again, that's the way that it's paired with Cheadle, um, who is doing a lot of like very small, little, tiny, inner, little, tiny reactions to things. Uh, and the way that that sort of bounces off one another, um, you know, his, his face when the, uh, when the, when the gang that Cheadle is part of catches up with them in Matt Damon's office. Um, and he's doing a lot of big emotions, but there's also some complexity to that in the way that he plays it. Uh, the sense of, I guess the game's up for you, but, um, but it, it feels like there's more there, um, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like he always is a little bit more than just playing himself um which i guess is what i what i really enjoy about it uh a good um del toro performance yeah, it's a it's a very like subtle there's a lot of subtlety in it in his performances and i yeah. think that's something i really enjoy um in this specifically yeah um uh I think that's that's all, maybe all we have to say on this one. I, I think definitely worth to watch. Definitely high yeah. in my Soderbergh ranking. I want to watch more of his movies as always. Um, mm -hmm. Excited for the future things he does. He releases so many movies at this point. Um, yeah, movies I didn't any... even realize were him just have, have come out in the in the time between. So yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, yeah, because he did a he did that Meryl Streep movie, which I think is also on Crave up there for you and on hbo here um yeah did, did, uh, did you see that did you like it i i had it's been on my list but i didn't realize it was him like when i looked at it i was like oh this is a meryl street movie where she's on a boat i guess but i didn't see the soderbergh detail so i will probably watch it now that i know that it's soderbergh um because yeah that's that's an interesting combination um yeah, um, we're, we're definitely going to revisit Soderbergh again, and we'll probably circle around to this movie. I think this is a movie where we would be justified in having you <laughs> tell us your thoughts that after you've had some more time to think about it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the way Soderbergh Soderberg is so good at um, portraying um, kind of specific like mm. social construct in a movie without the story being centered around them and like power dynamics yeah. and 
class and race specifically in this movie. And this movie is not about any of those things directly, but it has mm-hmm. all that in it. And in general, I think he does that really well. Like, even in a movie like High Flying Bird, where he's talking about the relationship between, like, owners, there's the owners, agents, and players, and who has the power and who can change things and who suffers uh, in that situation. And uh, he's, he's really great at portraying that stuff. Um, in in kind of even better at it now, like mm-hmm. that he was compared to something like Traffic, which has like, which we kind of, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, th- I wouldn't say didn't like, but think it's one of his weaker movies. Like he's much better at he has a much more uh, much more interesting uh, way of portraying like his worldview and just like how the world actually is and even in a period piece it feels so mm-hmm. um like that's just like setting like the content itself is really um still relevant mm-hmm. yeah i would i would say um he still takes big swings but i think he knows how to take those swings a little bit better that's i mean that's the simplest way i can put it like yeah i think he he understands how to follow through on these big concepts and big ideas and i think something you said there is you know traffic feels like it's a movie that was made to be about something and the fact that it is about something it's it's just there it's not something that's really hidden you go in almost being entirely aware of the fact that it is about something. Um, I think that he sort of got to this place of, well, I don't have to be so direct. I can be more effective by not doing that. Um, and the, 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 that's the feeling I get from his movies. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. His, no, his best movies, I think of the ones I've seen are the ones where he, Try kind of manages to portray, uh, like portray again, uh, relationship, um, world relationships, uh, okay. without like, um, it's while still having interesting, like, power dynamics while still having interesting characters and an interesting story in itself. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need the you you the thing you always need in a movie to make it work is the characters and the story and and all and that part i think he's really good at it yeah. uh, i'm kind of curious of seeing his movie that got banned is most the laundromat i don't know if you've seen that um was it netflix uh... netflix movie that got bad reviews i'm kind of curious about like a recent bad movie because all the ones i've i have seen of him recently have been really good um but yeah, I I think one of the most interesting directors, for sure, because there's so much evolution in his work, and there's so much care for the craft that uh, mm-hmm. is not necessarily expected from a director who still does so many movies, and it, it feels like he doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. It's um. It's interesting to see a director who doesn't. He seems to not care about like giving himself space um, 
he just does the thing. <laughs> he does. He just makes it. He he just does. He he does his job, and he he doesn't really like um, seep in it. Or I don't want to say he doesn't put thought into it, but as far as I can tell, um, he has an idea and he jumps on it um, as soon as he possibly can. Um, and not a lot of artists have that opportunity. Um, or get to follow through on that. And I, I think it's very interesting to see an artist at his level who can sort of just jump on these things. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to cut it short here? Because I think we're both, uh, we're, we're both in kind of a hard out situation. So I think we'll call it good there. Yeah. I'll yeah. give a final point though. Uh, no, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I didn't, those are the big thing that I did watch. Um, yeah. Uh, um. The only thing maybe I'll say is, if you want some interesting animation, there's a great collection on the Criterion Channel right now that I'd highly recommend, and that will maybe cover some stuff on there in the show soon if I can convince Arlen to watch some anime. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, you never know. You, you ne I don't mean, count there's, anything. There's yet. also like basically an Arlen collection, which is like neo noir crime movies with a lot of. <laughs> Uh, Michael yeah. Mans on there that we probably will cover some of that as well. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's a, that's my that's my that's my plug actually. Other than that, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at easier. But actually, go get the Criterion Channel and watch some good movies. Yeah, yeah, watch the Criterion Channel. If you can't get it, get a friend who does have it and uh, watch theirs. Uh, watch their subscription. Also, there's a Criterion sale, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know or doesn't follow them. There is a sale, and it's going to the end of the month, so get on it. Get yourself uh, the Before Trilogy, like I did. That, that's fun. You can watch cool. uh, Ethan Hawke walk around with uh, Julie Delpy for six hours of your life. That, that's fun. Yeah, I call it fun. I don't you know, know or you... or uh, or do like me and rewatch your house of Blu-ray this weekend while you're kind of drunk yeah. and have a pretty good night. That's that's maybe the best possible night, <laughs> possibly as you cry to that soundtrack, um, which I have definitely done. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, that's I think that's good. Uh, there should be a new Phantom Zone episode out uh, where we. I don't know if I would call it a discussion. We got very uh, giddy about Loki. Uh, so uh, listen to that uh, after watching Loki, if you haven't already. Um, I feel like the world watched it all together at once, but I don't know. Um, I've not so, seen yeah. an episode of Loki yet. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for your reaction to Loki. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Um, Bye, y'all. Bye.